Hi, I'm Biz. And I'm Teresa. Due to the pandemic, we bring you One Bad Mother straight from our homes, including such interruptions as children, animal noises, and more. So let's all get a little closer while we have to be so far apart. And remember, we are doing a good job. This week on One Bad Mother, what if pigs could fly and parenting was easy? We talk with Eric O'Keefe, host of the podcast, What If World. Plus, it's spring break! Woo! So I just tried to lock my keys in the car, but my car didn't let me because it knew the keys were still inside. So I'm doing great. It's the first day of spring. It's 60 degrees and sunny. So I am just, I'm calling this a win because I got to get back in my car. (laughs) And it's sunny, and I'm going to go to the playground now with my family. Thank you so much for this show. I really appreciate it. (laughs) We're all doing a great job. Bye. I really appreciate you. I want to come to the playground with you and your family. You guys sound like a good time. Isn't it nice when little miracles happen like that? Beep boop. Like your car. Your keys are still here. (laughs) I think it is amazing. And I think you are genius. Your car, my car, all of our cars may be smarter than us and will one day be our overlords. But at least... They won't let us lock our keys inside of them. So that is good. Well, I hope that that spring day was as good as uh, it felt when you called. Because you're amazing. You're doing a great job. You know who else is doing a great job? People. People are doing a great job. In particular, all the people who are giving out vaccines right now. They are sticking people left and right. And I think that is amazing. That requires so many hands on deck. Guys, it's not just the actual people who are injecting you with the vaccines. It's the people who are keeping track of the data, making sure people know when and where to get their second doses, the people who are helping you navigate uh, drive-through lines, sign-ups, the people who call you from CVS or the like when they've gone through the list of all the people who had signed up and they had extra doses and then they call if you're on the list and say, we have extra doses if you want to come. That's so nice. That's nice. That's above and beyond. And just all the volunteers, all the medical personnel, all the pharmacies and the pharmacists, and especially all of you who are going and getting vaccinated. Good job. I just can't, I can't tell you how excited I am about vaccines. Yay, science. Also, thank you to all of the medical professionals out there who are continuing to work tirelessly to help those who are infected with COVID-19, as well as who are just sick and coming into the hospital where, you know, medical professionals have been running on empty for a year. So, you know, thank you. And the people who keep those medical facilities clean, all the people who are working in the medical data industry, ain't going to work without you. Thank you to all of the first responders who risk their lives in a variety of ways, including walking into situations in which there is a threat of infection. So thank you. Thank you to all of the Postal Service, I love you. You have been delivering. Amazon deliverers, thank you. Thank you, UPS deliverers. Thank you, FedEx deliverers. Thank you, everybody who delivers things right now. Thank you to everyone in the retail and grocery industry for staying open, keeping the shelves stocked, and just being nice. Being nice when you don't have to be. What a god job in which people are probably the worst to you. So I just want you to know that I think you're doing amazing. And teachers, thank you, teachers and school administration for working so hard in a crazy network of different rules, different laws, different requirements, depending on where you live, in getting 
these schools back open and running at whatever capacity that you can, as well as trying to navigate at-home learning still. So I just, oh God, I see you. You're all working so hard. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Guys, I don't know if you know this, spring break. (laughs) Teresa and I have spent several shows talking about spring break and what spring break summer break, winter break, all the breaks are really sort of the the wrong use of the word break once you have kids in your house. (laughs) Because it's not a break. You have to figure out childcare or work situations or, you know, I don't know, setting up camps or sending them out places to daycare or whatever, whatever. The deal is, is that they're in your house for a whole break. And what sucks is they've been home for a year already. Like, this is such a bullshit spring break. Spring break. Everything's exactly the same. What? what? <laughs> except, except during spring break, you get extra TV time and extra Switch video game time. Yay! So here is to spring break, just like winter break, but with less presents and hot cocoa not as fun. But what if spring break was winter break? No one's looking. We could just pretend it's a winter break in April. I think that's a wonderful idea, which I think ties in nicely to what we're going to talk about today with our guest, Eric O'Keefe, the host of the podcast, What If World, and the power of the question, What If? Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Ms. and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. This week... I am welcoming Eric O'Keefe, a.k.a. Mr. Eric, who has worked with kids since he started teaching karate at age 14. He's directed a gymnastic school in Brooklyn, a children's theater in Manhattan, and a countrywide theater program in Los Angeles. And now he hosts and produces the podcast, What If World? Stories for kids working most nights while having to look after something that lives in his house. (laughs) But we're going to find out more about that once we get going. Welcome, 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 Eric. (laughs) Hi, thank you so much for having me. (laughs) Oh my God, you're a joy. We're going to just outjoy each other on this show. I, you know what? I, I'm, I'm not sure if that's possible. I have <laughs> listened to your show and I just, your energy is amazing. And you remind me of my neighbor growing up. Her name is Diane Fazio. And she has this kind of laugh that like if we had our windows open, you could hear it from across the street. Yeah. And it just always brings such a smile to my, it's just, it's, it's wonderful. I, I used to do comedy in New York, sketch comedy and stand up. And I would go out and also obviously see all of my friends and everybody would be like, we always know when this is in the audience and we know we've done something good. And it's like, if we get through a whole show and we haven't heard the biz Mm. laugh, right? And I'm just like, so then I have to make sure I'm laughing. So I want to know who lives in your house. Okay, okay. All the creatures, I'll start from, you know, oldest to youngest. Uh, It goes me, my wife. And then we've got a dog named Fred. He's a 13-year-old pug mix. He's very smelly. Then his sister, Ginger, another kind of beagle mix, less smelly. Then there's Otis. He's a cat that we never see because of the dogs. And then there's my son, Callum, who's 17 months old. And then there's a baby on the way, another boy, so that technically is still living in the house, but also within yeah. Karen, my yeah. wife. Yeah, 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 yes. Taking up, invading one person's space, just a little more, just yes. a little more than somebody else's. But I, I just feel like know. I have to give her the credit. Of yeah. her, the, no, yeah, like, well, you should. It's occupy. It's occupying space, and, sh- and she's yeah. doing all the work, yeah. and I'm just trying to help. How old is the child that is there right now? Your son is seven. Did you say seventeen months? Seventeen months. So yeah, they're going to be pretty close together. Yeah. What? Oh, you? Yeah, they are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing uh, at you. Okay. So the I gotta ask. I am 
know why I'm making pinchy fingers, but I am wondering, I was never good when I had little children in my house at the month thing. So we're mm. talking like a year and change, right? Yeah, a, a year and a half. I used to work in that gymnastics school. I used to yeah. work at, we needed to know the month. So like, oh. yeah. So so that, so it always sticks in my head, even though I feel like after 18 months, it's kind of probably a little pretentious to say how yeah. many months your kid is. I feel like they're a year and a half. You know? I know. I can't, I can't help myself though. I just programmed into me. I'm always like, I don't know, walking, talking. I don't know. Like where, where, where are they? Because it's all different turns out. Mm-hmm. This was a mm-hmm. big surprise, big shock to me when I had kids that the second one was going to be different than the first. And I'm not lying. I really did think that they were going to be pretty much the same in a lot of ways. That was disappointing. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, no. Because Cal no, is like so good. There's your... Yeah, I know. Same here. <laughs> I know. Everybody who's listened to the show for a long time knows they're different. Okay. So that is very exciting news, by Thank the you. way. And I would like you to know that I think you guys are doing a great job because it's about it's a lot it's a lot and the best of circumstances is a lot lot. (laughs) (laughs) so you have a podcast that is Mm -hmm. a storytelling podcast for kids what if world and (laughs) you are like a one-man band it is the best. All these great characters keeping up. We are big storytellers in our house. My husband has been to, doing toothbrushing stories with the kids, and they're like epic, and they go on for years. And there's yes. like yogurt mountains, and like you know, all kind of like stories within stories within stories. So I understand how it could start, <laughs> but we're weirdos. Like, so I understand how it starts in this house. Uh, talk to me about how it started in your house and, and what led to the podcast. Well, first off, weirdos are amazing. Oh, I you know. know. I love we all got to embrace our inner weird. That's what Absolutely. makes us uh, special. In our, and, uh, and, and I was busy embracing my inner weird by telling stories to my nephew. Uh, this is, you know, obviously before I had kids and I moved across country. I missed him terribly. And he was like just starting up preschool and stuff. And, you know, he was having just transitional issues as as kids often do. And I was just looking for a way to connect to him again. So he would sort of give me an idea or a question or a suggestion about a story that he would want. And then I would just jump into it. But my secret was that I was I was talking to his mom on the DL and I was getting like all the details about what was going on with his life and if he was having any struggles with anything at school. So then I would kind of like work in lessons about, you know, like so the the spider would like realize that it's okay to speak in front of the class or whatever. And and, um, (laughs) I was having such a blast doing it and we were doing it every week. And my my then girlfriend, who now wife, was was like. You, maybe you should do something with this. And I had no idea how to do anything, but she yeah. fortunately had edited video and, and audio in, in Brooklyn when we lived in Brooklyn and just kind of like made an episode. And I, I literally cried the first time because ah! I was like, you should, I just said dumb Stop. things and you, and yeah, and now it's like a story. And then it took about, <laughs> like a year and a half for her to teach me to do the yeah, same I was thing. Say, was she was she willing to make that commitment after the first episode? Yeah. Oh, it was. Uh, she's just so amazing, and I'm so grateful to her because it was about. I think it was after episode 72 that I was finally editing every single episode by myself, <laughs> and the rest of the time was I was working and she was working, and I would record on my one day off, and she would edit on on the weekends, and that was the whole dynamic so oh it was a rough rough stretch but i learned a lot along the way and now it's finally you know my my job which is like just the the, the sort of the dream it is it, it's a good dream and you do it very well it can be i mean if i am correct your your background clearly uh, is theater besides yeah. <laughs> and uh as a theater person myself it is very you know, there come these moments in our lives where you have to go, all right, what am I really doing? <laughs> like, yes. And how can, and is it going to be possible to make it, like, make there be some sort of common ground between the things that 
love and, you know, survival. So it really comes through in the podcast. And now that you're making the podcast and it's not your nephew, you, you talked about, you take ideas from kids, right? They, they call in, they leave messages and you take those ideas and you turn them into stories. With your nephew, you were able to sort of root around behind the scenes to work in some lessons. I know you're not calling all these kids' parents to work right. in lessons. How are you how are you sort of creating these they're very they're awesome and oh, complicated. Thanks. And like it's a lot of characters. So talk to me about the process of actually making these and and what you're hoping each of the stories like achieves for the kids. Yeah, so you know, they they call in with these what if questions and I, you know, it, the, for at first the 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 show was purely improvised and but that was just hard to keep up. Yeah, you can't keep up with that. <laughs> yeah, so so eventually so now I, it's still unscripted, but now I do I take the questions and I just kind of I just I'm like, okay, I've got my two questions. Either Karen picks them out or I pick them out. But and then I just kind of marinate on them for a while. And and I try to find what's going on in the world or, or oftentimes just what's going on with me personally or, or with or with Cal, my son, even though he's so young, you know, yeah. it's not really directed at kids that age. But it just it just takes me time and and i mean you know parents we don't have a lot of it these no, days so no. that's why a lot of it happens at night when i'm finally like wait oh i've got it yes and, and i'm like i gotta get to the studio and and i'm like karen please put in headphones so i can record and she you know she's wonderful have i said that yet i like that you keep coming back to this this fact this is a very important fact good job thank you <laughs> Wow. So a lot of it is not, I mean, I can understand the improv, but like there are, you've got some themes that go through. I mean, these are reoccurring characters. Yeah. Yeah. Reoccurring characters and reoccurring themes. I mean, that theme that you were talking about for grownups about how we have to finally figure out what we're doing <laughs> with our lives. I mean, I actually, that's a, that's a theme that sort of recurs in what if world too, because I think it's, I think dreams are tremendously important. And I think it's also important that we see that as we grow up, so do our dreams. And there's so many different ways of taking what we've learned and applying it in different jobs and different opportunities with different friends. Yeah. And we just, we grow along the way. So a lot of it is just like, let's approach our lives with with empathy and and with with passion and pursue the things that we love and, and also try to be open to change and new experiences and I, I that's ju- hard. The, yeah, that's hard. That's hard. So each story, like, I, if, you know, when you listen to the show, you'll be like, oh, he's said that lesson like six times. I'm like, yeah, well, kids need to hear that lesson 600 I, times. Adults need to hear it 5,000 times. So, yeah. like, yeah, no, no, no. Long game. Long game with all of these things. I got to tell you, it comes across that you like kids. I, I do, too. I think kids rock. Yeah, <laughs> I think they do. they're the best. So with that said, like, people put out a lot of garbage for kids. <laughs> you have a very young one, but I know that they're already sending garbage your son's way. Oh, sure. So much more, so much more garbage. So let's talk about, like, the, I mean, it's a dumb question, but the benefits of making quality, quality entertainment for kids like why is it why is that important yeah yeah i think you know kids really want to be listened to and and they so i know i'm only just hearing this one question and whereas with teddy or when i have a child as a guest on the show it you know it's constant back and forth constant (laughs) input but i still want i want to treat their questions seriously even if it's turns into a very silly story yeah and they like having something that's that's just a little high quality that's got a little more work put into it i just think you know it makes it makes them feel heard uh they and also i just on a on a like if for anyone out there thinking about making a podcast of their own you know kids have a very very strong like an innate sense of what sounds good and what doesn't and if you do have, if you, you know, if your mic quality is bad or, you know, you're just, you're just 
working out your compression still and stuff like that. Like, it'll take kids a lot longer to get into your show, too. So from a logistics standpoint, too, it's like it's important yeah. to, to because they, they know that, like, it's very hard to, to fool kids, except if you put like maybe if you put like really splashy stuff, loud, bright things. But with a podcast, you kind of can't do that. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're you you have to connect with them with your voice, which is I think at first I thought, well, that's weird, but then I realized like I used to I was such a kid of like the late 70s and 80s. I used to like go to the mall and there would be these these weird phone banks in the middle of malls. They look like trees or they look like, you know, I, the shape to look like stuff and there'd be one or two phones in them and you could pick up the phone and like they would tell you a story, like it would be like a, re- a recorded story or a joke, right? And it'd be like very quick and very short. And there also used to be a phone line you could call, like as a kid. And it'd be like, they'd tell you a joke or a little story time. And I remember doing that. And I also listened to a ton of records that had stories on it and like sort of interactive experiences on records. And I, so it makes it actually does make sense, even though it's coming from like this very modern device <laughs> that makes me be like, get out of your hands, children, go out and play, right? But it can be used for good with a podcast. Yeah, that, I, I really do. Kids are listening to more podcasts. And while I, I still like to encourage them to get out and live their lives, and but it's also, <laughs> it's hard right now. I mean, we're, we're yeah. not through this pandemic yet, not quite. Mm-mm. And... They need some healthy alternatives. But I also, you know, you're ta- you were talking about quality programming. And this is just, you know, from a parenting standpoint, this is something I'm obsessing over all the time, you know, thinking about as my kids get older. Yeah. Because, so I, I have to admit, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of your show. And in the last episode that I listened to about how you wish you could just talk about Supernatural, you know. Yeah. <laughs> And maybe it'll be a bonus show this well, year. Well, I'm just saying, like, let's do, let's let's do it right now a little bit, if you know, because oh, okay, I have not seen the last two episodes. Wait, you haven't seen the finale? I have not seen the finale. I think I have two left, and I'm just like, don't ask why I haven't seen it. It's just parenting. Don't tell okay, me. Okay, I won't. I won't ruin the finale. Will they kill God? Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I love it. I, I won't right. do that. But here's so here's the thing. Like I huge fan of Supernatural, right? Yeah. I mean, I it was formative in, in, like, my college years, and I just thought the monsters were so cool, and it was, like, episodic, but had this wide-sweeping arc. Yeah. After the first five seasons, it did kind of start to, like, dip a little bit, right? <laughs> but I don't care, because they're still, they're still my boys. Oh, 17. such a guilty pleasure. Like, I wear uh-huh. flannels all the time to this day, yeah. probably because of Supernatural. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, as a parent, I'm like... Can I show this show? Can I really rep this show? Like, there's a, and, and I do that with everything, you know, because Supernatural, mm. like, by the end, it's like, oh my gosh, this is, this is a almost entirely white cast, almost entirely men, yeah. you know, and, and like, oh, I know, they kill women like so, so fast. fast. I mean, so fa- There was supposed to be that Supernatural spinoff with the female cat, mm-hmm. and I didn't, that didn't happen which is a shame no i okay let's do it let's 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 derail <laughs> i i understand no, it's, what it's, you're, it's parenting, you're saying though. it's parenting because we we want to show our kids the things that we love and are passionate about but like so much of it i'm like does it does it hold up can i can i in good conscience show my kids the thing that i loved so much and i don't know i, know. I don't have a good answer to that because like i grew up in like the the needle was way off the mark with the stuff that I watched as a kid on television. And like my husband, who was, I joke, he was deprived television Mm. in his youth. So a couple of never seen happy days. What? Anyway, he like has this like list of movies that come into the house thanks to Netflix. All I'm going to say is we watched Smokey and the Bandit the other day. Sure. Now, Smokey and the Bandit, I had watched that a bazillion times as a kid, mm-hmm. okay? I knew, I knew the moment it came up that it just was not something that fit anymore. Right. <laughs> and you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, you cringe. I don't, I don't yeah, oh, eek. I, I don't, uh, don't want to have to explain all this, right? And like, I'm like, 
like I think and with my own with my oldest who's 11 we watch stuff together and it's really been hard to find stuff that a is like like suitable but cool enough that I also want to watch it like we watched Star Girl and that was really fun but you know we've tried other shows where I'm like I can't show you Super I'm not even sure I could show you Buffy one day because oh. all I can think about is the like rape scene in Buffy fairly early on and like there was just like all the stuff tied why does she get to love him now and like what message is that yeah and like, like is Angel really a, a good love interest a good guy <laughs> yeah and so and then Spike years later like is that okay that's so fucked up and so, <laughs> so I don't I'm, I'm with you on this but I don't know if this is true for you but like all of those shows I was able to navigate regardless. Oh, yes, absolutely. So what are your thoughts on that? Like with, as you start thinking about things and you're creating your own content. Yeah, that that's really the the, the tough part because, you know, we, we want to trust our kids. And, and so these things can be a dialogue. Like I watched... G.I. Joe at that like yeah. I had I still in fact at my mom's house I have like a shoebox full of G.I. Joe's and I always oh, yeah. when I was a kid I was like I was like yeah I'm gonna keep these forever and then you know <laughs> I was like maybe someday I'll play with them with my own kids or something whatever yeah. and, and, and I'm like I, but it's guns and it's weird <laughs> you know it's so so we so we have to like we have to trust them um, but but, mm-hmm. it, but we have to tell them you know the the context, right? And and maybe maybe it's better to like there are so many more inclusive shows now. And uh, yeah. I mean, like Dra- Dragon Prince, the show uh, is is like a, a cartoon show. I I think might be age age appropriate. And my, my my nephew's watching it, and I'm like, well, that that that's it. yeah. That there's a there's a good show. But then also he goes and plays um, what is it uh. Fortnite or or Destiny or what? Oh, yeah, you know, no, we're just like it. blowing people up constantly. Yeah, just... <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. But he's not blowing people up in real life, so no. Well, my husband and I were just talking. He because again, he's been going through like all these old movies. He just watched like Sylvester Stallone's like Cobra, and then he just watched American. You know, Iron Eagle, which, like, again, very 80s, you know, the dad's been kidnapped and is held and it's not Libya, it's like Bilia or something. And, you know, they don't want to wait for negotiations. These teens are just going to steal, commit high treason and steal this plane and just go murder people to get their dad back. And then, like, again, again, Cobra with Stallone is just like, you know, I, I am the law. I don't, you know, right. like the bad guy's like, yeah, you've caught me, but I now get to, you know, be judged by a judge and jury and like, you know, I'm your only judge. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, this is why we had people marching in the Capitol thinking that like they could take it into their own hands with guns. Yeah. And like, and, and you, you're like, oh, this is why people think that violence and policing is normal right right like, right it's or... like what, what like what are we what are we normalizing by you know just showing these things so i think i think to your point like it is okay like we have we are aware that there that these things that we loved are problematic and so mm-hmm. if we show them to our children but but with that same dialogue happening and so it's yeah. so it's like active like what do you think about that? Oh, it's cool. He shot everyone. Was it though? <laughs> was it? <laughs> was well, it? don't stumble into the mistakes I made, which was showing these things way too early, <laughs> and then trying to have these conversations. Like half the time, we'll turn something on, and Cat, my oldest, would be like, "That's not nice. That's wrong." Like I mean, like she like they already have. Wow. Because the kids right now are being taught. Like all the shows they see are like, you know be kind and be nice and this is okay you know this is nice and like they both of my kids recognize when the show is like missing diversity and like this stuff which is great i mean this is just it's great but then it's like okay well now how do i have the discussion when you already know the the other side like the what it's supposed to look like how this is supposed to be and any explanation i try to give you as to why we once watched it is kind of still bullshit yeah <laughs> like 
it's like, you know, like it may be not justifiable, which justified. I also loved that show. Um, <laughs> I like people getting beat up for for good reasons to be justified. Okay, so I'm gonna bring us back to to the show, to the podcast, and creating content for kids. I want to talk about sort of the the what I would consider sort of the anchor of the show, which is that question, what if? Yeah. All right. And I, I would love to hear your thoughts on the importance of that question. Yeah. Well, so the show starts off with what if world and the, the theme song and, you know, and then it ends. I, I say, you know, until we meet again, keep wondering. And those are sort of the, the bookends for a reason, because I think curiosity is incredibly important open-mindedness is incredibly important. You know, the ability to not only ad- admit that we're wrong, but but sort of seek out new information in case what we know to be right isn't, you know, which which right. is which is so common these days and I, you know, I mean, I'm a I'm a straight white cis male like I've had so much that I that I have to learn and that I am still trying to learn and that I want to impart upon my son and and my other son on on his way and 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 also, you know what? They're, that's just their gender assigned at birth, you know. Like, yeah. Oh, honey, it can go anywhere. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and like, but these are things, you know. When I when I grew up, I had yeah. to tell people my favorite color is my favorite color right now, and has always been the color purple. But when I was yeah. a kid, I said that my favorite colors were red and blue because I thought they I would get made fun of if I said my favorite color was purple. Like, how, oh my God. how dumb is that? Like, I know, but that just, you know, I don't know if that per se <laughs> is dumb because as kids, we create all kind of crazy anxiety in our own heads. That's true. But that anxiety does stem from having heard or having seen, yeah. you know, even the most casual of comments, you know, can get stuck in kids' heads. It, it's in, It's embedded in us. But anyway... I digress. Go ahead. No, I it, it's I think it's important. I, I I want my my children to, you know, I hope that they can grow up in in a world that's more understanding and, but I but I also know that once they get to school, there's so much that's out of my control. Yeah. And so I just you know so I, I want to prepare them for that. But I but I don't know how other kids are gonna look at them. I mean, I, I have a, a sort of higher pitched voice. I, I'm small. It might be hard to tell, you know, with from this video because <laughs> uh, I, I got a beard and stuff, so I'm really cool. But that's right. Well, you made all your furniture very small, so you <laughs> so look gigantic. <laughs> but I'm like I'm like 130 pounds soaking wet. I'm five six. I have a slightly high pitched voice. I did theater. I you know I was I was a, I was a target. I I you know I yeah. was a lot of people call me a lot of names. And I, but I also, my parents, my family loved me enough to to know that it was okay for me to be weird and they encouraged me to be myself. And I, I hope that when my children get to school and just get out there in the real world that they don't get crushed down by kids disapproving of, of who, who they end up being, which is way too early to tell. Yeah. But I think that, that is the hope, right? Like I... I grew up in the deep south and we, you know, not, I was not normal thing. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't wear makeup. But there was a lot of stuff that, again, same as you, I was a tomboy. So lots of people definitely called me lots of things, you know, and I didn't do all the things that other girls were doing, et cetera. And I did theater and I wanted to make people laugh and I didn't care about falling down or getting dirty or any of those things. And my parents also let my sister and I just grow up to be, you know, weirdo, feminist, you know, crazy people. And I attribute my survive, my emotional survival (laughs) on that unconditional love and I and acceptance and as the kids my kids get older and it doesn't always work you know like they're still they're not impervious to assholes right like um and they're not impervious from being jerks sure yeah but 
I, I am with you that like, God, I hope just like long game. If I'm just steady, like, it's okay that you are doing whatever it is that you're doing right now. That long game, they'll be, they'll be all right. Yeah. No, and those, I mean, those are the recurring lessons in What If World. It's just like, like personal, personal strength, acceptance, accommodation, and understanding of others, things that, you know, my parents did a good job of imparting on me and, but also partly because like, you know, we, we had advantages. I mean, we, we weren't rich, but like we, I mean, I, I know that I have a lot of privilege that I grew up with and, and I have to, you know grapple with that and try to make amends for that for the rest of my life. And I just, I just want people to understand, you know, kids to know that like, it's okay. You know, we're grownups. I still have these same anxieties and I, but I still try to find myself every day. And when I, when I am lucky enough to interact with another human being, <laughs> which is so rare, you know, I can, I feel like I, I'm, I can take them in. And if I, and if I am dumb enough to put my foot in my mouth in some way, I, I can, I can be like, I can apologize and yeah. take it upon myself to learn to not do that again. You know, not like, not put it on everyone else in the world. It's our own responsibility. Yeah. So there's a lot of that, like, just like, like learn, like, teach yourself and this and maybe this podcast will, will will help encourage you to do that and tell you that you're on the right path but also also there's just got to be a lot of bad dad jokes along the way oh so. my god there are so many puns <laughs> you kitty literally got me out of my chair <gasps> the like with one of the episodes <laughs> i was like did he just say kitty literally how have i missed this cat pun <laughs> all right eric I have to say thank you so much for coming on. Obviously, we could talk forever. Now, now, I am thinking maybe for the Max Fun Drive, which is coming eventually, the bonus show, I think maybe you should be my guest <gasps> and we should do a supernatural show. Oh my gosh. Are you kidding? I would I adore it. I would adore it. We could I... we could review media like, uh, yeah, but you have yeah, to watch the rest. But... Yeah, I got to watch the rest, but then I'll get my flannel and I'll turn on like all of my Kansas music and talk about women in a demeaning way and we will murder some monsters. It will be a delight. Until then, like Gabe's already writing it down. Fucking love it. Uh, Until then, we will make sure that everybody knows where everybody know i know you all know how to find podcasts but we'll make sure we spell the name correctly (laughs) what if world as well as uh, link up to anything else that uh, you would like people to know about but overall if there is one thing that i can assure you that you are doing is that you are putting a little kindness out in the world and i that is a you're doing a very good job. Thank you. That that really means a lot. And I, I feel the same way about your show. Your show has made me weep. So thank you for doing it in a good way, in a good way, in a, in a camaraderie. No, I on the show openly. Yeah. Don't worry. Somewhere back there, people like know it by heart, the episode where I came back from my second child and was just broken. I was like, oh, broken yeah, we'll talk to let's maybe talk to me in a few months. Yeah, we'll come back. <laughs> All right, thank you so much, and uh, I think maybe we'll have to talk again really soon. I love that. I love that. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Bye. One Bad Mother is supported in part by Grove Collaborative, which delivers healthy home, beauty, and personal care products directly to you. I can remember the moment I was reaching for my skin lotion and I noticed that there wasn't a little cruelty-free label on it. Yeah. And 12-year-old Biz just started screaming at me. When Grove came about, it was it was just the best thing that ever happened to me because I didn't have to go doing a ton of research on a ton of different sites. 
they had already done all the research, shown me how all the different products that I wanted to replace in my house were environmentally friendly and animal friendly. As a result of Grove, I've been able to change all of my laundry products, all of my hand soap, all of my dish soap, food wrapping, packaging, all of that. And it's been a delight. So making the switch to natural products has really never been easier. And for a limited time, when One Bad Mother listeners go to grove.co slash badmother, you'll get to choose a free gift with your first order of $30 or more. Use our special code. Go to grove.co slash badmother to get your exclusive offer. That's grove.co slash badmother. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Hello, Teresa. Happy spring break! Woo! Wow. Yeah. Which spring break feels more like spring break? This one or the one last year? Oh, both of them were horrible. But this year, this year, I am so content in the amount of television and video Uh games we're going to sit in in this house. Like, I'm so okay. And we got a bonus week of spring week. So bonus week bonus yay i know with a big fat email that said don't go anywhere because we're going to try and do in-person learning when you come back (laughs) it's like who's going anywhere all that said (sighs) let's kick off a very safe spring break teresa genius me wow oh my god oh my god i saw what you did oh my god i'm paying attention wow you mom are a genius God, that's fucking genius. Okay. So, my kids' spring breaks are all mixed up. They A few of them overlap. <laughs> oh. Like, a few days of them overlap, I think. So, we're not quite there yet with Curtis and Oscar, my <laughs> two youngest kids. And this morning, I started a new routine with them where they got themselves dressed first thing, and then got their own breakfast. They are seven and four. Mm-hmm. You know, I would say that I feel like the seven-year-old were a little late on getting that going. Four-year-old, maybe a little on the early side. Depends yeah. on your kids. But they did it today. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those who knows what lies ahead. Yeah. But it went great today. And they did such a good job. I was really proud of them. And I was proud of myself for trying something, trying to make things better. Hey. Yeah. Good job. I like living in the day. And as far as I know, what happened today, Teresa, is going to happen tomorrow and the next day. Mm -hmm. In fact, we can just forever say it is March 26th. No one's going to call us out on that. I think that is amazing. And I predict success every day going forward. I love (laughs) this. You're welcome. I mean it. I mean it. Gonna (laughs) will it to happen. Okay. After a really long time, we finally told Ellis that both of the snails that are in our house, the water snail, has been around for like three years or something Uh like that snail has been around forever uh died he died like a month ago yeah he died and no one cares about the things that live in the fish tank until you know something's dead and then suddenly they're like we need more fish okay yeah and then he also had like a snail that we found outside i think it was dead the moment we brought it into the house yeah yeah but we just didn't say anything right right so I, fi- I just said to Stefan, I need you to be president of this emotional, like, experience. Mm, nice. And Good. he was. And the snails are gone. And even better, 
the fish tank is gone. I just said, it's <gasps> broken now. I'm so the sorry. This was the last, this was the gone? last thing to stay alive in the fish tank. And I just lied. I said, and they were like, can we go get more fish? I said, oh, it's broken. This is broken now. Maybe one day we can get another fish tank. Biz. But I, I know. I feel like I need to send you flowers or something. To put where the fish tank once yes. was. Yes. I have this put is huge. plants there. I have put plants there. It is so lovely. It uh, is It is such a nice space. Uh, I know. What? An end of an era. I know. I am so happy for you. This uh, is yeah, great. It is. This is great. Just that's Good how the job. <laughs> Thank you. So much. <laughs> Hi, Biz and Teresa. I'm calling in with a genius, and I'm really hoping it stays a genius and doesn't sneak up and turn into a fail, because there's so much room for that. But in this moment, I am going to count it as a genius, because it's Friday, and it's rainy, and I really need one. But I am going to walk into my house in a moment with hot chocolate for my children who are doing virtual school. And it's been a long year, and they've been virtual all year, and just woke up kind of sad on a rainy day. And when I went out to pick up the groceries, I thought, well, I'll be by Starbucks, and they really like hot chocolate, and I'll get this for them and surprise them. And so hopefully this plan goes well in the next five minutes and doesn't end up with me wearing hot chocolate or the dog eating hot chocolate or the hot chocolate just exploding <laughs> or one of the many ways I can anticipate it going wrong. But for now, it is a genius. And I think that sometimes we need to celebrate the potential geniuses just as much as the ones that actually work. Thank you for this show. You guys are doing a great job. I agree. I agree, too. Also, sometimes that's the only time you have to call it in. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You want to get ahead of it. Yeah. And celebrating. It's like yeah. Teresa and her kids making their own breakfast for the rest yeah. of their lives. Celebrate yeah. it now. Yeah. You are so nice. You're doing such a good job. Totally. You know, like just being aware of like everybody's moods and like a little hot chocolate, such a nice like little treat. It's easy. And I get it. Like, I get the, like, all the potential disasters that could arise, as well as just, you know, at least in this house, the, like, sh potential for just shitty, unappreciative reactions from sure. young children, right? Yeah. Like that, you know, part of their development. But at, the, <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, hello, I'm a really nice mom. Anyway, I, <laughs> I'm going to assume it was all perfect and beautiful. You are doing you're doing such a good job yeah you are failures fail 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 you suck fail me teresa okay so i just need to acknowledge the failure that led to my genius moment that i talked about which was that now that all three of my kids are back in some amount of school they're all back in a little bit of school, and none of them have the same schedule. None of them go to the same school. <laughs> and I, I've been dreading this moment yeah. because even though I want them all in school, I, I still, like, it, it was so much work to get things organized originally to have everybody go back to school and yeah. to have everybody in school. And now I'm all out of those routines, and I don't have it together. And so this past week, there were just, there were a couple mornings where, I don't know, like, I, I think I've gotten, things have gotten better. I've talked about how hard mornings are for me at length on this show. So I'm not even going to go back and, like, uncover all of that. But, like, it, they are really challenging for me. And what I realized this week was that we are doing a lot better in that there isn't as much like resistance mm. to doing school and going to school as there has historically <laughs> been in our house. So I don't have to do as much like co-regulating and like helping people emotionally get themselves in gear to go to school as I have in the past. But what is happening is that Still, none of them are, like, doing anything towards getting themselves to go to school. Like, it's still me yeah, yeah. doing 
doing all of the stuff for all of them. Like all of I'm doing I'm like with each of them for every step, making yeah. each of those things happen. And I think because during the pandemic, things were so different and there was so much <laughs> less happening, so yeah. much less demanded of them as far as leaving the house at a certain time. And just because of them being off schedule, it was often just one kid I was getting ready and that would be more manageable. And what happened this week was like, I had to get everyone ready to go and I I just couldn't. Like, mm-hmm. it was so stupid. I was so mad at myself. I was like, this is so stupid. And they're, they're like, playing. Yeah. And they're, like, really sweet. And they're just having their morning. And they're fine with going to school. But, like, nobody's helping me. Like, nobody. Yeah. So that was definitely a moment of, like, acknowledging that was where I was at and that that was not going to work. Nah. And that we couldn't have mornings like that. Like, I just won't be able to do that. Yeah. So there you have God. it. I just like how how did it make you feel like horrible? It's horrible, horrible, isn't it? It took the whole rest of the day to recover. I know from how I felt about for that like two hour window in the morning. Yeah, because yeah. it's like this big mix of like for me at least. I immediately go to where did I go wrong? Yeah. Why aren't these these children are completely capable? There are children yeah. out there who are getting up and milking cows at the crack of dawn. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like feeding yeah. chickens and mine. Mine can't, I don't, I don't know. I I don't know what it is they can't do, but it's anything that's helpful. And then I think, (laughs) well, that's, that's on me, isn't it? I don't know. You feel like you're, like I'm doing a good job every once in a while Mm -hmm. until you have to, I don't know, see evidence of it. It's hard. Yeah. I don't like it. No. Okay. I'm going to make my feel very short and sweet. You know, we had snails dead snails laying around the house for a while and what prompted Stefan to finally take some action was when Ellis came out of their room and said my room smells really bad (gasps) I was like it is the rotting carcass of a snail that is what it is yeah so yeah and who didn't know that we've already learned the lesson of like insects like dead insects in your house like big ones we've already shared those fails in the past Right. So we know better. Yeah. I guess we just Except don't care. Except apparently you don't. We don't. We don't know better. Yeah. And we don't care. So, <laughs> so anyway, there you go. Hey, this is a fail. And I'm, I come from a long line of people who have also had this fail. Um, we're not going anywhere lately. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys realize we still are in a pandemic. But I took my kids to go get some takeout. And they're in the car with me and they're excited. And I've got big kids, like they're 9 and 11, and I say to them when we get out of the car, okay, make sure you have all of your food and stuff and help me carry it into the house. So I think we have everything, and lo and behold, you know, this was a week ago, and I got in my car this morning because I have to drive to my job that I still have to go to, and it's been getting warm. Somebody left chocolate milk in this car, and I am going to get my vaccination tonight, and I have to try to clean out this car because it's a drive-through. I'm going to be driving through and I know they're going to have a mask on, but they're going to smell this stink wagon. So that's (laughs) what I'm dealing with. Um, I've failed at trying to let my children out of the house. Um, We're all just feral now. I I don't even know what to do. You guys are all doing a fantastic job and there's spoiled milk in my car. Bye. Yeah, I, I like how you like prefaced this fail with, I got big kids. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's like somehow like I know that my wishful thinking is I got big kids yeah, and so they'll start doing all the things that they demand more responsibility to do when it's even when it's not convenient Mm -hmm. for them to do it yeah well she what she's saying is it was reasonable for her to just tell them to bring all their stuff in like they're at an age where she shouldn't have to then go back and look but, 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 good. That makes me feel better. But <laughs> your children are also doing horrible things like this. Yay! I feel better. <laughs> You're doing a horrible job with expectations of your children. <laughs> oh, but congratulations on getting a vaccine. You are the greatest mom.
is supported in part by Third Love. Third Love uses the measurements of millions of women to design bras with all day comfort and support in over 80 sizes. Do you mean it's not one size fits all? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you guys have heard me talk about Third Love. I love all of my Third Love bras so much. They have a Fit Finder quiz on their website and they just updated a new and improved version of this quiz and it's called the fitting room they also have loungewear now mm-hmm. it's made with premium cotton fabrics available in drapey easy fit knits in sizes extra small to 3x third love knows your one true fit is out there so right now they are offering our listeners 20 percent off your first order Go to thirdlove.com slash mother now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 20% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash mother for 20% off today. Hey, it's John Moe. And look, these are challenging times for our mental and emotional health. I get it. That's why I'm so excited for my new podcast, Depression Mode. We're tackling depression, anxiety, trauma, stress, the kinds of things that are just super common but don't get talked about nearly enough. Conversations that are illuminating, honest, and sometimes pretty funny with folks like Patton Oswalt, Open Mike Eagle, and Kelsey Dara. Now I can kind of go like, oh yeah, there's that thing where I feel like I'm in a video game and my hands aren't real and I'm living the Truman Show. Okay, this too shall pass plus psychiatrists, psychologists, and all kinds of folks. On Depression Mode, we're working together, learning, helping each other out. We're a team. Join our team. Depression Mode for maximum fun, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, you like movies? What about coming up with movie ideas over the course of an hour? Because that's what we do every week on Story Break, a writer's room podcast where three Hollywood professionals have an hour to come up with a pitch for a movie or TV show based off of totally zany prompts. Like that time we reimagined Star Wars based on our phone's autocomplete. Luke Skywalker is a family man and it's Star Wars, but it's a good idea. (laughs) How about that time we broke the story of a bunch of Disney Channel original movies based solely on the title and the poster? Okay, Sarah Hyland is a 50-foot woman. Let's just go with it, guys. Or the time we finally cracked the Adobe Photoshop feature film. Stamp tool is your Woody, and then the autofill is the new Buzz Lightyear. (laughs) Join us as we have a good time imagining all the movies Hollywood is too cowardly to make. Story Break comes out every Thursday on Maximum Fun. I don't know why I'm using this voice now. All right, everybody. Let's cuddle up and brace ourselves for mom having a breakdown. Hi, One Bad Mother. This is a rant. I called a while ago. This is one bad daughter, and I had to move in. My daughter and I had to move in with my dad over the pandemic, and my dad is not doing well. And my daughter is having panic attacks and major anxiety. I think the stress of the year is finally catching up with her, and I got her a therapist, and hopefully that's going to help. But every day I feel like I'm just trying to manage everybody so that they don't fall apart my dad my daughter and obviously trying to manage myself but that's a lot harder so I just feel really overwhelmed I'm happy that vaccine is here and hopefully things will get better as far as the pandemic goes but it feels so stressful knowing that things are going to change again and that's it thanks for your show you're doing a good job first off so are you and I appreciate you kind of calling back and checking in there's no way we could forget your call when you had to move in with your dad and like oh complicated relationships but I really want to kind of focus in on something you said and that was it's great that change is coming but that that change is causes anxiety Right. Like with that change comes a whole new set of, of pivots and adapting that once again, we don't know what it's going to look like. And 
we've spent so many years on the show talking about like having to pivot and all those pivots were within like sort of a world and culture that we we understood and and had like sort of some set rules of yes you can go to a park <laughs> yes mm-hmm. if you need to you could call a babysitter right or you could leave your kids at your parents house or just like whatever whatever and those things were like all gone and then we had to like really navigate the unknown and now you're right like I have been anxious since they started saying the vaccines are coming out and I appreciate all the like yay vaccines but I it's going to be really hard to get back to any kind of routine that makes sense and and that's not just true for me but that's true for the kids for Stefan so I I really hear you and see you and and I think it's important that we all acknowledge that that's happening I mean Teresa, it just got through. You just got through talking about having to get all your kids to three different schools. Mm-hmm. I don't. There's only like one of you. I don't like understand physically how that's because it used to be that Gracie did a carpool thing to right. their school. Which we can't do anymore. But you can't yeah. do that anymore, yeah. right? And so, like, that's just one example. Yeah. Of, like, our returning to school, our kids aren't going back on the same days even though it's the same school <laughs> and, yeah. and there's one moment in which one has to be at one location of the school and the other one has to be at the other location of the school for their drop-offs and pickups so not mm-hmm. the same place mm-hmm. who what's that gonna what's that gonna be i know but I do want to say I think you're remarkable I mean hey good job getting a therapist for your child you know that is some A plus parenting right now. And I think that's going to be remarkably helpful for them and for you. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, I think maybe what we're feeling right now is this sense of hope without answers. Like, yeah, there is hope now. Like, that's so different from months ago. You know, we can see that things are changing and, there's a lot of reasons to be positive, but uncertainty is one of the hardest things. <laughs> Just one of the hardest <laughs> things. So we're allowing it to not make sense right now. Yeah. <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah. You're right. You're right. It's like not knowing what to do when the circumstances were much more dire feeling. Mm-hmm. Still not knowing what to do. Even though everything's supposed to be very hopeful. Right. That's almost, it's like my, it's like that place where like everything at the beginning where I was like, everything feels so normal in my house and I look out and it's beautiful and sunny, yet I can't do anything. Like I know there's a killing disease out there. So like normalcy plus anxiety is weird. And now it's the opposite where it's like, (laughs) it's like, can we go out? I don't know. Can we? I don't know. Kind Kind of not. Yeah, maybe we shouldn't. Yeah. Spring break. Look, you're doing an amazing job. Yeah, you you are. Teresa, you are also doing a good job. Thank you, as always, for being my friend. (laughs) Thanks, Biz. You are also doing a very good job. And I will talk to you next week when things are going to be so much better. It's going to be great. (laughs) It's going to be great. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Well, everybody. What did we learn today? Oh, you know what I like learning? I like learning that joy and kindness and what ifing and just trying to walk through the world as learners. That's like, that's one of my favorite things to learn. If there is one thing that has come out of this podcast for me over the years, it is just that. It is becoming a better learner, a better listener, and a better apologizer. (laughs) That's the right, I mean, that sounds weird, but you know what I mean? Like, I think our guest today, Eric, was talking about stepping in it, and we've talked about that on the show a million times, stepping in it, especially when there are young kids in your house and your brain isn't functioning like it maybe it used to function, and then like garbage comes out of your mouth, and then you're like, ah, or, 
or there are experiences in the world that we haven't been exposed to or Or haven't happened to us. And when someone is kind enough to reach out and say, "Uh, that's not, maybe we shouldn't, I don't think that language is right anymore. Or, and it goes back to what we were talking about with Eric and the TV shows and the movies, the stuff we grew up with, what was like, okay, and was part of the language, you know, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 60 years ago, thanks to being learners and listening and just trying to get better at knowing each other, we progress past those those words, that language. And I think it is very normal and natural to constantly be learning how to be better, how to be mindful, how to seek out and walk through the world with more grace and more empathy for all those around us, especially those with kids. Jesus, it's hard. (laughs) So sorry. It's so hard. I also feel like I've been wrapping this show up on a bit of a downer recently. So let me just say, one, as I mentioned last week, the Max Fun Drive is coming. Not tomorrow, but down the road. In the show notes, there is a phone number and email. We are trying to collect calls or emails from listeners that share why you support One Bad Mother during the Max Fund Drive, why you are a donor, supporter, backer of our show. If you're willing to share that, we would greatly appreciate it. That would be a real gift to us. Also, you're all doing a great job. Let's get to it. Let's get to the upper, not the downer. You're amazing. You're like amazing. Like things are weird right now and complicated and spring break is just a bullshit wording. Like it's just like, it's like, it's, you know, donut day. Like it means nothing. It means nothing, right? You can have a donut any day you damn well please. Schedules are changing. Rules are changing. Schooling is definitely changing. And it's not going to fit for everybody right now. So let's continue to remind ourselves that we are making the best choices that we can for our family in the moment. And those are those are the right choices. And that we also have permission to change our choices when and if we ever need to. You guys are fucking amazing. Did you hear me? You're amazing and you are doing a good job. And I will talk to you next week. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low We'd like to thank Max Fun, our producer Gabe Mara, our husbands Stephen Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org slash OneBadMother. For information about live shows, our book, and press, please check out OneBadMotherPodcast.com. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, go to MaximumFun.org slash join. Well, Daddy, baby, bustin' by, got low down mama blues. Oh, said Daddy, baby, bustin' by, got low down mama blues. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned, audience supported.